Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash If you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, and let's dive straight in to today's stories. Now, as you can see, this video is an extra long one. It's all one story, believe it or not. I started reading it, then the recording got to it over an hour, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> So I thought I'd best come back and re-record the intro to explain the situation. This is one story that started on Am I the Arsehole and started unraveling with updates and pretty much a diary from OP explaining how everything happened, their feelings in it as well. And every update seems to escalate further. I'll put timestamps to all the updates so you know you can keep coming back if you want to because I understand it's a, it's a long read. <laughs> but anyway. Let's get in to today's story. So there's some trigger warnings on there as well of mental illness, animal abuse, depression, and assault. So just letting you guys know about those. It's from a user called Planets Ahead who says, am I the asshole for taking in my brother-in-law who peed on my stuff and blamed my cat? Alternatively titled, The Peagate Saga. My 29 female, husband Ted, 34 male, and I have been together for 10 years. We met early in college and dated all throughout. I graduated before him and took a semester for traveling while he finished so we could move back to another state. He ended up having to repeat some classes so when I came back we couldn't move yet and I had no place of my own. So I moved in with him and his roommate and brother Ash, 32 male, while Ted finished school. Before moving in I made sure that Ted cleared it with Ash that I was bringing my male cat with me. They had a dog who was old but Ash said he was fine with it. About three weeks after moving in, I started noticing that our bedroom started to smell a lot like pee and we couldn't figure out where it was coming from. My cat is toilet trained so I knew it wasn't him and the dog couldn't go into our room because it was on the second floor and he had hip problems. I started finding clothes on the floor smelling like pee. I asked Ted and he said he had no idea. After three months of frustration and this happening about two times a week, I asked Ash if he was bringing the dog upstairs and he said no. At this point, I'm fed up. I stopped leaving clothes everywhere, but I was still finding pee in my shoes, my throw pillows, things like that. After breaking down one day, Ash suggested it was my cat and Mark in his territory as male cats are known for doing that. He said it made sense as it was only my things and it was a new place. If any of you all have cats, you'll know that cat pee smells different than human pee. I trust my cat with my whole heart, so I set up a camera in our room. I was paying rent. Boyfriend knew about it, so I figured this was the way to find out where the pee was coming from. Lo and behold, Ash was coming into our room and peeing on my stuff. When I saw the video, I packed my things and cat and went to stay with a friend until Ted finished college and we moved. When all of this happened, I refused to confront him because... Ew, and Ted dealt with that. I haven't really spoken to Ash since. He was a best man at the wedding, but we tend to keep clear of each other at family gatherings and such. With the pandemic, Ash lost his job and apartment and is honestly struggling financially. 
he asked if he could move in with us and I honestly don't want to because he peed on my stuff. He was 25 years old when it happened. He was a grown ass man. Now the whole family is calling and texting me that I'm an ass for leaving him homeless in the middle of a pandemic, but it wasn't their stuff getting peed on. Am I the asshole? Am I holding a grudge because he peed on my stuff, but he is losing his home? And his cat, I assume dog, deserves a home, but it was made very clear that I cannot take in his dog and leave him to the elements. I know I'm justified, but now Ted said that he couldn't do that to his brother and the job market is better here for his type of job. Now we have a, an edit to this bit in a minute and updates as well, multiple updates on this one. As I said, it's a saga. And that last paragraph said, you know, his cat deserves a home. And then it went on to say, I cannot just take his cat and leave him to the elements. And I'm assuming they're talking about the dog unless he somehow got a cat in between all this stuff. But how wild is that? Someone going into your room and peeing over your stuff. Is that some sort of like kink or something like that? That's the only thing I can assume it is. And absolutely not the arsehole in this situation at all. I'm wondering where this is going to go. Are we going to find out why he's doing this? Are they going to confront him? Anyway, we've got a lot to get through. And there were some edits on this initial post. So we'll cover those and they might overlap with a couple of the updates. I'm not sure yet because I read it as I go with you guys. Because I like to give my initial reactions to these things as well. Edit. Thank you all for taking the time to read my current dilemma. I'm currently at work, so had to stop answering for a while, but I will get back to everyone in the morning. A few questions that popped up a couple of times. Is he in therapy? He was, last I checked, after P-Gate, his mum made him go. That's how we found out. Why did he do this? Ash and Ted were and are best friends, and me coming into Ted's life was threatened enough that he wanted to break us up. Clearly it didn't work, and it only made Ted go no contact for a time. His therapist suggested that Ash had to make amends with his brother, according to my mother-in-law, who is the one who reconnected them and asked for forgiveness for his actions. They reconnected as long as I didn't have to be with him and he never stepped into our home. I could live with it. Why was he in the wedding? When we were getting married, the party was more for our parents. We didn't mind the courthouse, but my parents wanted a big wedding because I'm the first of my sisters to get married. All of my sisters and all of Ted's brothers were bridesmaids and groomsmen, and we couldn't exclude him. Ted and Ash are best friends after all, and as long as I didn't have to take pictures with P-Man himself and he didn't give a speech, I didn't care. Why can't his family take him? We live in the East Coast. The rest of the family lives in the West Coast. After many comments, I'm starting to doubt this next part, but I'll say it because it's the information I have. Ted's profession is much more enjoyable in the East Coast than in the West, so him moving across would diminish his chances of finding a new job in his field. I'm in the process of convincing all brothers, there's eight more, to pitch in a bit so between us all, he can stay there. Why do they think I'm an ass? His whole family is very, very forgive and forget. They have forgiven things that are appalling to me. Car stealing, faking a college degree and keeping money, etc. So they really think that this was a one-time thing and he's outgrown it and I just need to get over it. Did he apologize? He apologized to Ted, but never to me, which I am bitter about. I was considering accepting an apology, but you guys are right. That would be self-serving of him and a way to get back into my house and potentially give me P. TSD. I'm sorry. I promise I'm not making fun. I just saw a chance and I had to take it. Did he pay for the stuff he peed on? Well, since I don't know where the pee was coming from, I just kept washing the pee things. After the video, I did throw out everything that I remember he had peed on. That did not hold sentimental value. 
but there's two pairs of shoes currently in my home who haven't been golden showered. He did not pay for the stuff I threw out, and honestly, it never occurred to me to ask him to just cut my losses. Where is your husband stand on this? Ted is the best human in the universe and he honestly puts up with enough of my shenanigans that I would legit let P-Man move in if it made Ted happy. As soon as everything happened, he was disturbed and cut him off completely, but after his mum said that the therapist thought it would help him to make amends, they made up. Ted has never once pressed me to be with Ash or for him to come to our house. When we got married, he told me it was absolutely okay if I said no to Ash being the best man but I love him enough to deal with him when it's necessary such as Christmas, except 2020, and big family events. Can I see the video? I'm sorry to disappoint you, but no. As pissed, he as I might be, at the man I do believe in privacy. When it happened, I only sent it to Ted so he would believe me because I honestly wouldn't believe me if he told me one of my sisters was peeing in his stuff. As far as I know, he has only shown it to his parents to provide proof that we weren't making things up and two of the older brothers because, I don't know, they're guys and curious. I want to thank you for my awards. They're lovely and shiny and make me feel like I just won the Olympics. You guys are the best. I also want to say thank you for the amazing jokes and nicknames. If I lose this battle and he moves in here, I will be leaving him a litter box and puppy training pads in the guest room just to rub his nose in it. Hee <laughs> hee. You guys are the best and I promise to keep answering comments and messages as soon as I can. Edit 2, mini update. So P has hit the fan in the family and my day has been awful. Some of my brothers saw this post and all of your comments in the family didn't have the whole story and apparently neither did I. Brothers 3, 4 and 8 are on their way here to deal with it because I'm way over my head. I'd like to give a big F you to the messages telling me that I probably had it coming, that I wanted it or that I deserved it. I hope the P man visits you and pees in your toothbrush. Thank you for your concern and nice comments. Thank you for the reality checks. Thank you for opening my eyes to my many faults. Things suck right now, but hopefully I'll be able to give you guys closure or at least some more answers in a couple of days. Stay hydrated. And this isn't the end yet. I've heard this story gets even more wilder, so we're going to jump straight into update one. Each section that I divided was written at different times throughout the last few days. I didn't want to overwhelm you, make you wait with 6,000 edits, so here is the whole story. So I showed Ted the post as you guys suggested, and after reading some comments, Ted understood that he had done wrong by me, and that even though I was okay with it, it was still inappropriate of him and the whole family to be how they are. He apologized profusely for not demanding more from himself, his family, and his brother when the whole thing happened, that Ash moving in with us was absolutely not going to happen. Being an engineer too, he asked some professional contacts if there were job opportunities for Ash. One of those contacts ended up being someone who works for the same company Ash did and told Ted that Ash hadn't been fired, that he had quit, but that he was welcome to have his job back. Ted went to confront Ash about this. We live a couple of hours away while I was at work. I worked two jobs, one at night 4 to 12 p.m. and one part-time during the day. Because I want to and it brings me joy, not because my husband is lacking in any way and found some stuff that started a chain of events and truth unveilings that, to be honest, just make me sad more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, I know I'm being spineless again and should be outraged, but I'm just tired right now. I want to just sleep, but I've gotten enough nice and hateful messages that I figured I owed you guys closure. I'm probably going to get crap for sharing all of this right now, but I don't care. This is a resumed yet still very long version of everything that happened since my OP. B 
stands for brother of Ted's. If I say wife number, please refer to the number of brother. Not that any of them have multiple wives. Brother one, doctor with some type of military background. Wife, three kids. Brother two, surgeon. Wife, two dogs and a bearded dragon. <laughs> Brother three, engineer, fiance and dog. Brother four, teacher and researcher. Wife, one kid. Brother five, not sure. Works in IT, not sure of details. Wife, brother six, doctor, single and ready to mingle. Brother seven, chef and a businessman. Has a wife, one kid. Brother eight, car sales, wife, three kids, fish. Brother nine, Ted, wife and cat. Brother 10, Ash. Hope we don't have to remember all those. <laughs> I sat down with Ted to talk about everything you pointed out. He apologized immensely. We cried together, promised to do and be better. As you are now all aware, his family is complicated and not rocking the boat was embedded into his heart. We both agreed to go to individual therapy and if both therapists suggest we do couples, then we do couples therapy too. He ordered a t-shirt that says the most okayest human in the universe to cheer me up a bit. Anyway, Ted calls his connections and finds out Ash didn't quit. Is pissed about all the drama this is causing and goes to confront him. He goes into his place. Ash is not there. Ted has a key for emergencies. He goes in anyway and waits. He eventually has to go to the guest bathroom and it's locked. So he goes into his room to use the bathroom and found a situation was the word he used when he told me. He called me, tells me to stay home and he would be home later because he had to involve his family and didn't want to subject me to more than he already had, which had me thinking the worst. But at that point, I was scared and just told him to come back soon and be safe. About two hours later, wife eight calls me crying to ask if I'm okay. I said, I don't know. Ted just told me vaguely about the situation and I haven't heard since. She asks if I want to know, which I did, and then she starts off by apologizing, saying they didn't know the whole story, but that Brother 5 had read my post and called Brother 7 to complain about me sharing the story online. Apparently, having your brother-in-law pee in your stuff isn't common enough that he knew it was our family by reading it, slash sarcasm. Brother 7 reads the story and says, there's a few things about my version of events that sound off to him. He contacts Brother 2, who contacts their mum, and by this point, they've all read it. I did have missed calls from Brother 6 and Brother 2 that I didn't answer because I was working. Anyway, as many of you have guessed, the therapist part of Ash's story was sketchy. Turns out the therapist he had been going was a friend of his with zero actual training and just pretended to be a therapist so his mum would get off his back about it. He faked going to therapy, which his mum had paid for, for about three years. My mother-in-law found out and kept it a secret, which she excused by saying she had forgiven other brothers for worse. All this came to light because brother two confronted her about Ash not apologizing to me because they were under the false impression that he had apologized and I had forgiven him. Since I have a track record of being a doormat and the fact he was best man, which is why they were pushing him to live with us. They also didn't know the territorial incident had been going on for months. They knew it was a few instances, but not as many as there actually were. Back to wife eight. She tells me brother three, four, and eight were coming because Ted had asked for help, which freaked me out. And she tells me to talk to wife one because she could use some support. I hang up and Ted has been calling me while I was on the phone. And he just kept saying he's so sorry that his brothers will take care of everything. So I tell him to spit it out and just spoke with wife eight and didn't currently have the patience to be kept in the dark. And apparently Ash has some mental issues and absolutely despises me and has pictures of me on his bathroom covered in both pee and man juice. 
He apparently also had some of Brother One's daughter, female 14. I honestly don't know what she did to him to deserve this. Ted, disgusted and enraged with this, goes into the bathroom and finds his nightstand photo books that were supposed to be at his parents, which you can take a wild guess whose pictures were cut out and scratched off. All the comments about psychotic behavior were more accurate than I would have liked, which he drops out of disgust when he sees our wedding photo yellow stained. He goes to pick it up and the cat is under the bed frightened and malnourished. When he coerces her out, she is also covered in dried pee and man juice. At this point, Brother Six calls him because I wasn't answering. Ted tells him what he found and that Ash is not home and, and that he had to take the cat to the vet and Brother Six tells him to stay there until they found out where Ash is. They start calling each other. Brother One is furious, threatened to kill him because of his daughter, which is the reason he wasn't one of the ones to come. Now all of the brothers know and there's a lot of feelings going around ranging from fury to concern and they don't know where Ash is. Ted calls his mum to confront her about lying and covering and reuniting them. Although she didn't know he was lying about the therapist when she reunited them. And she cried and said that she knew brother one through eight had tormented Ash when he was little and she had done nothing about it and failed as a mother. And that she'd been trying to protect him now to make up for it. I do remember when we got married, my mother-in-law was very on top of Ash and I just thought she was being motherly. Later, Ted told me he also remembers his mum asking if it was a good idea to have him as best man, which we were both too naive to notice, as odd as she always pushed Ted to be present in Ash's life, which she told him in their confrontation that the more present Ash was in his life, the more stable he was. She said she never told him because she didn't want to put that kind of pressure on him, Ted, and that by the time she realized he had been lying, he seemed fine and had outgrown his issues. After hanging up on his mum is when he called me apologizing and tells me all of this. I called out to my other job because there's no way I can work like this. I have a lot to think about, but I keep you posted. I called Ted and told him I was on my way there because someone has to take care of the cat. He said he didn't want me seeing any of that, but I'm honestly just worried about the cat at this point. I'm just numb and wanted to feel useful. About an hour into the drive, I got a notification from our ring, the doorbell that records the people at your door and it's a delivery of sunflowers, which are Ted's favorite flower. He is very secure in his masculinity. Please don't make this into a thing. I tell the delivery person to read me the card. With this type of doorbell, you can talk to the person at the door. And it's from Ash saying something along the lines of, OP, me, did me dirty by sharing our problems online. Anything that comes from it will be on her. And I just broke down. I had to pull over and just cry my heart out. I called my neighbor to please take the sunflowers and throw them out and send Ted a picture. I drove back to go to my sister's place because I honestly don't know what to do. I'm so lost and all of this is so messed up and I had a huge family before all this happened and I feel like I lost a lot of people who I love and that I thought also thought of me as family but not even in my sheltered version of the world can I see or justify any of all the things that are happening right now and I don't want to lose my husband and I'm worried about the cat and I'm scared Ashton is going to hurt himself or my husband. And I called wife one and, and she is so scared for her daughter and I don't want her to be scared. But I don't have it in me to console her because I'm just as scared and I rationally know none of this is my fault. But I am the common point between everything that's happened and I just don't know what to do. I'm okay or as okay as a person can be in this type of situation. I'm at my parents' house and Ted is here and he brought me my cat and life sucks less with a cat on your lap. Where to start? You'll probably be having a thousand questions by this point and I don't know how to answer any of them since I've just been sat waiting to post all this. Maybe I won't post it all and keep you all wondering. 
I will say both the situation, some of the messages I've gotten have made me lose some of my faith in humanity, but I guess that's part of what makes us human. You wanna know what's the worst part out of all of this? I have legitimate PTSD, and I don't say that in a quirky way anymore. Every time I hear someone peeing, as in the pee hitting the water, I get the sense of dread in my chest and the world becomes a bit staticky. Going to the bathroom myself has been a whole experience. I had my first therapy appointment though. We luckily and tragically live in a world where you can just throw money and make anything happen. Thanks daddy for paying for an emergency shrink. That was an update of how I'm doing since some of you have asked, but I get to the point in the reason of why you're all here. What happened to Ash? After the flower delivery, I just couldn't deal with this anymore and made my way back to my sisters. Ted immediately left and came to me. Brother Six is the one coordinating everything else. Out of all of my brother-in-laws, he is my favorite and I don't care if the others see this. Most of them have been trashed to me at some point or the other. Clearly, Ten taking the cake. I haven't had it in me to ask what's going to happen to Ash. I think he needs help above everything else. Brother One clearly thinks differently and I guess he's trying to get the police involved since his daughter is a minor. I asked Ted to see the pictures. Brother Two said to document everything because I thought it would help. It did not, it just raised more questions, but hey, I have a therapist now that can talk me through them. I guess right now, I don't have anything more to say. I'm sorry to have wasted your time, but I'm sure this isn't over and I have more to say maybe later, maybe tomorrow, I don't know. Well, they found Ash, brother three, four and eight showed up at his place and he was there this time. Apparently, he hadn't noticed Ted had been there and didn't know the shitstorm that was coming. Punches were thrown, yelling, more punches and one appointment to ER later, Ash is currently in psychiatric hold, being evaluated for a myriad of things. Ted's mum keeps trying to get in touch. I don't know if it's to apologize or to inquire about what's happening because in general, everyone is mad at her, but I'm done with her. I think it's the worst reality check a person could ever have, but I certainly have learned a lot about people and trust and families. From the information that we have, Ted's mum seems to be in the right about something. Ted not being actively present in his brother's life is what brought on this madness. I guess with the pandemic and us keeping our distance is what started his decline. He'll have to work through that with however methods of coping they provide him because Ted has cut off about half of his family. Hopefully this time forever since I don't really see either of us getting over this anytime soon. Asher's cat unfortunately didn't make it. That's something that I will forever feel guilty about. At some point in the last year, she developed some kind of kidney problem that went untreated and while she was being abused and neglected, it became too late to help her. The vet said that after everything he was hearing, because they were calling the police on boyfriend four for animal abuse and he had to kind of explain some of the situation, she was not gonna make it without suffering and he decided to put her down. Apparently the thing with brother one's daughter was about his severe bullying when they were younger. He never actually had much contact with her it was about getting back at brother one in the way he knew best, his daughter. His daughter is going to be attending therapy just in case. I don't know what or how much they told her, but I assumed they had to ask her questions about her contact with Ash and eventually they would have had to explain why they were asking. I guess that's about it. I'm not leaving my husband. I'm not peeing on anybody's property. I'm going to therapy and I made it very clear to absolutely everyone that I will never have any of them living with us for any reason. I don't care if their hope is with them. I just feel like I lost a part of me that cared. And I guess all in all, I still did not receive that apology, but to be honest, I don't want it either. 
Perhaps my therapist will convince me otherwise, or perhaps it's for the best for now. I guess I don't know. I'll deal with it as I can. My word, and there is still more to this story as well. And what some twists and turns from that initial post, you know, me initially assuming it's some kind of kink and stuff like that, and that's what was going through his mind. But, you know, they've gone to his house now and discovered there's pictures on the walls and, and all this kind of stuff. And the poor cat as well. My word. As I said, we've still got more to this, so I'm going to cover the next update as well. So this is update two. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to start off by saying thank you to everyone for the overwhelming amount of love and support I have received from internet strangers. All of the kind messages and in general for the concern you have shown for me and my family. I will start answering messages soon, I promise. It's just been a hard couple of days. My therapist recommended writing an order to organize my feelings and help me process what happened. And since some of you have shown interest, I guess this is as good as a diary as any. I figured a post update would be a little easier to read for those curious of what happened next in the P-Man saga. It's been almost two weeks since I first opened the Pandora's box that is my husband's family and you all know how that went. I will be forever grateful to Reddit and all of you for helping me see there were things that needed to be talked about and looking into it even if it did end up turning my life into a pee show. I also don't know how the Twitter people ended up here, but I want to thank you all the same for the support. A lot of people ask the same questions, so here are the answers. My husband, brothers-in-law and I, right now I don't really have it in me to deal with any of them except Brother Six. He's always been my favorite and in general, we should have taken a cue from him and distance from the family. He truly has been the most supportive and apologetic about the whole ordeal. I did talk to brother one and his wife to offer my help in whatever way I could and they politely declined, telling me I had done enough. I don't know if they meant it backhandedly or, or honestly, but I'm still keeping my distance from all of them. Most of the other brothers apologized for everything. Some owned to their parts in this messed up situation and some owned up to their past behaviors. I think this whole family is going to be financing the psychology field for a while. I did recommend that everyone should go to therapy because as much as I was the one who started it, this is something that affects the family as a whole. My mother-in-law, some kind redditors pointed out that she had probably been manipulated and abused her whole life and I'm not denying or agreeing with that but know that she did have a complicated life. We're no contact with her from here on out until the end of time since she called to berate us for breaking up her family. Her words were something along the lines of, I have worked for years in order to have the lot of you together. I have forgiven every single thing each of you have ever done. Talking to my husband, and this is how you repay me by being a little bitch, get in the way of our family. So there's that. Ted, my husband, he's handling everything as best as he can. He's also in therapy and working through his feelings. He keeps apologizing over and over, and in general, I think seeing what his best bud did to me because of him will haunt him for a while. We read all your comments together and as much as he appreciates his redemption, he says he doesn't feel he's earned it. That he has years to make up for. He also told me he understood if I wanted to divorce him. That he couldn't live knowing his family has done this to his wife. I politely declined as I still love him very much and know that this is not his fault. We'll see how therapy goes for him. Where is Ash right now? He's still in psychiatric hold. He did ask to see Ted. That was a big no-no and of course Ted declined. He did write him a letter though and I don't know what it says nor do I want to know but Ted assured me that I would never have to see him again. After it is considered safe, he will be transferred to the West Coast where the rest of his family can deal with him. We have washed our hands of him forever. 
brother three is the one who has been in charge of his care and he thinks moving him far away from us is what's best for everyone. Ted and him have been talking about the doctor's report, but I haven't wanted to ask and that's okay. Taking a break, as many of you suggested, we took a break. I quit one of my jobs and I've been doing the other one from my dad's beach condo. Ted is using some of his vacation time and his boss has been very understanding. It is in the middle of January, so it's not particularly nice outside, but looking at the water is soothing and being away from all of the crazy is nice. I got a new phone, so his family couldn't contact me anymore, and it's been nice just being the three of us. Cat goes where I go for a couple of days. Future actions, I got an order of protection in the meantime. I don't know what precautions brother one is taking for his daughter. I do know he made her get rid of social media though. If any further legal action is to be taken, that will come from them. We are also moving. I don't know where to, but neither of us feels like our place is home anymore. We'll start looking at houses closer to my family in the next few weeks. What's behind door brother two? I'm sorry to disappoint you, but there were no human body parts on meat hooks in the locked bathroom. There was, however, more of what we found in the master bathroom. I do not think he is a serial killer in the making, just very mentally disturbed with unhealthy coping mechanisms and very unhealthy emotional attachments but I'm not a professional and I cannot help him. I do think one Redditor had a very valid point of him hating women or viewing us as less, as he only did things towards women, me, my niece, and Sonny, his cat. But again, not a professional, so I cannot comment more on it. How am I doing? Some days have been better than others. I've had therapy every other day. Thank you to the Redditors who suggested going to the bathroom with headphones slash a white noise machine. That was very helpful. My sisters are taking turns to come visit, so we have someone with us for a couple of hours in case we need anything. The backstory. Many people inquired about the type of bullying that they did to him in his childhood to justify this kind of messed upness. So here is Ted's statement on that. When you grow up with eight brothers who are much older than you, you grow up to be very vulnerable to criticism, to comparisons, to expectations. Our brothers had many years when it was just them and when the opportunity arose to take it out on someone else, he was the most vulnerable. I'm not trying to justify anyone's actions nor am I defending anyone, but there were some things that I just couldn't protect him from that now as an adult I can see how messed up they were. With everything that has happened, I know my brothers have too. We all have demons we are fighting and, and have been fighting our whole lives. We did not have a supportive family. Everything was buried under the rug instead of providing help that had made us grow up disconnected from reality, from what is proper and from what is healthy. Some of us have learned better thanks to our wives, jobs and life experience. All of us have a lot to learn, but we cannot change the past. Just own up to our mistakes and faults and try to be better tomorrow. A few random things that popped up. Why did no one check on the cat before? We didn't have a reason to. Sonny, the cat, was not particularly social, so when they video called during quarantine, it made sense not to see her. We didn't go visit anyone during the pandemic, so we didn't know the state of things were going to be in, and before the pandemic, he was fine. His house was fine, and the cat was fine. I don't know how we were supposed to know any of this was happening to go check on the cat or how we could have prevented it from happening. I'm sorry I failed an innocent cat, and I will be forever guilty that I couldn't help her. What are the odds of there being 10 sons and three of them being able to drop everything and go to the other side of the country? There weren't always 10 sons. As for them dropping everything to come, I don't know what answer you want. 
that they identified how messed up the situation was, that their spouses could deal without them for a couple of days, that they were able to take a day off work and come, that their brother asked for help and they were able to help. I honestly don't know what you want from me with those questions. How didn't you see it coming? There had to be signs. You would have to ask their family. As you already know, I'm not good in terms with them right now. And Tess says none that he noticed, but this is perception. Might be biased since they were so close and that he might have either been oblivious to it or thought that it was normal. So that's where my life is at right now. I'm tired and sad and things still suck, but I also have things to look forward to. And a very nice therapist who constantly reassures me that I'm okay and safe now and is teaching me how to be normal again. Sorry for the very long update and please know that I'm grateful for all of your kindness and taking the time to read through my misadventures. I wish you all who have been nice, nothing but good things and know you will always have a friend here. And once I'm ready to be out in the world again, I'll be open to have more kind people like you in my life. Ellie, Ted and Tortilla the Cat. Edit, <laughs> of course. I'm sorry I wasn't clear about the 10 brother thing. Apparently I might have caused some confusion. What I meant to say is that there weren't always 10 sons only. It is not my family or my story to tell. From what I know, they used to have three sisters. Two of them died when they were little because of health issues. This is where there's a gap between one and eight and then Ted and Ash. The other one is a bit more complicated than that. She used to be between four and five. Yes, I'm aware they had a lot of children. They do not believe in contraceptives to this day. Sorry about the confusion. So we have further updates on this one as well. I can't believe how long this one's going on for. And um, I had a quick look at the initial comments of the update just to get a gist of the vibe what's going on. And I think it's going to get crazier and crazier, but we're going to find out. Update three. Hello, everyone. It's been about two months since the P show started, and I've gotten a lot of messages and comments recently asking for an update. And in general, most of them were nice and lovely. As always, there's of course exceptions, but at this point of my existence, I'm resigned to them and assume are just part of internet culture. First of all, I'd like to apologize for taking so long to update. I know there's a lot of people very curious about everything that's happened with Ted's family, but I just needed some time to process things. But here I am sharing yet another miserable piece of this story so you can all be in peace. I'd also like to welcome the Facebook people. I appreciate people telling me where they are coming from because I didn't know the power of Reddit before I made my first Am I the Arsehole post. Anyway, Ted asked me for time apart. He himself is going through a lot of things and has a lot of feelings that me being with him makes worse. He has a lot of guilt and opening so many closets with skeletons and facing them is a lot to ask of anyone. We're not officially divorced, but we're not looking for new houses together either. We're still in the process of selling our old place, so he's been staying there while I stay with my parents. I don't know what's going to happen once the sale of our place is finalized or what he wants to do, but I promised him space, so yeah, there's that. He did give me permission to update you all because despite some hateful messages and comments, most of you are incredibly sweet and helpful. Here's the breakdown of Ted's family tree, updated, counting the sisters. B stands for brother of Ted's, S stands for sister. Brother one, doctor with military background, wife, three kids, brother two, surgeon, wife, two dogs and a bearded dragon, brother three, engineer, fiance and dog, brother four, teacher and researcher, wife, one kid, sister one, brother five, not sure, works in IT and not sure of details, with a wife, brother six, doctor, single and ready to mingle, brother seven, chef and businessman with a wife and one kid, brother eight, car sales, wife, three kids and fish, <laughs> sister two and three, brother nine, Ted, might be ex-wife and cat, brother 10, Ash. 
I didn't just randomly throw in the sisters to add a little bit of spice to the fucked up situation I'm living through. Sorry to disappoint. I didn't count them before because, well, I don't mean to be insensitive to anyone who has lost family members, but I'm going based on what I know of that family. All three sisters were born and died before Ted was even conceived. There hasn't been a single second of his life he's had live sisters. So he doesn't say he has sisters, he only says he has brothers. So I don't count them because to me and him, he doesn't have any sisters. You guys are wild the theories you came up with. Some more accurate than others, varying from completely reasonable to undeniably insane. But based on what you and I know of this family, insane runs in the family. Anyway, no, they weren't all murdered. Sisters two and three were twins and died of a birth defect. My bad for saying genetic. I don't know why a lot of people assumed it would be something specific only to women. Their lungs weren't developed properly or something along those lines. That's all Ted knows and as you know, I'm not on speaking terms with his family to ask more questions. And they died a couple of weeks after being born while still in the hospital. So no chance of any brothers doing anything to them. As for sister one, she died in a motorcycle accident when one of the brothers was driving while intoxicated while underage. Why didn't I just say that up front? Because it's, it's none of mine or your business. It wasn't relevant to our situation and I honestly think people deserve privacy. So I'm not telling you either which brother it was so you can choose whichever you want to fit your narrative. A lot of people have been asking about the dirty secrets their mum forgave them for. I'll share the ones I can and have permission. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN to share. I'm not giving out which brother did what, just brother seven because I had already shared that so there's no point in hiding it now. I just copied and pasted the comment I made then. There's 10 brothers total. Brothers one to four are your stereotypical older brother golden child straight A students. So brothers five and under were used to having to live up to the expectations the oldest four had set up. It was expected that all of them excelled at a sport, had good grades, go to college on some type of scholarship because paying for 10 kids colleges is hard and have a career. Brother Seven didn't want to. He is a brilliant guy. He just thought it was unfair that his life was dictated by competing against his brothers. So when he graduated high school, he said he was studying abroad to become a chef, but that his scholarship would only cover partial tuition and no room and board. So his parents were super proud that their son was studying abroad to become a well-known international chef. But they said, okay, as long as you keep up the good grades and cook us your signature dishes when you come home for holidays and stuff. So he moved to New York with four roommates and faked his international life. 
He is not one to use social media, so he didn't have to prove anything. And he just had to make sure to call his parents at hours that made sense with the time difference. And since this was before technology had advanced much, he didn't have to video call him or anything. He just made up some really good stories to tell during holidays. He kept the money he was receiving from his parents to pay his tuition and boarding and invested in something which ended up making him a lot of money. So then he moved back to the West Coast and said he was managing restaurants now. It all came to light when one of the oldest brother's daughters said he wanted to go to the same school that Brother Seven had and if he could take her there and show her around. By that point, he had enough money that there weren't many repercussions to be had. But he still is the one to cook Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner because he does cook rather well. So here's the list of things I know because Ted, their mum, or the brother in question had told me that they did with zero repercussions from their parents. Stealing and totaling at least two cars. Same brother both times. Stealing a car, different brother. Leaving grandma alone for a week when they were supposed to care for her. Stealing and selling things from the house and other brothers. Getting into fights that ended up with police involved. Getting into fights that did not end up with police involved but did end up with a trip to the hospital. Skipping school events like senior trip and those and pocketing the money. Public nudity, public indecency, public urination. I guess it does run in the family. One stalking incident that ended up with a restraining order. Plenty of underage drinking, plenty of driving under the influence. Where is dad? Well, last I saw him, he was in an urn in the living room of their mum's house. So hopefully he's still there. Growing up, he was an ass, Incredibly misogynistic and an abusive father and husband. He was a decent grandfather to his grandkids, but take it up with them if you want to say anything about why would you expose your children to such a horrible man. I don't have children of my own. Ted's parents were, and she still is, very traditional and appearances are the only thing that matters to them. Having a perfect family with prideful sons and beautiful daughters is all they wanted. I'm not justifying anything, but the loss of their daughters did affect them and the family greatly. Why did they have two more kids after everything that happened? They really wanted a daughter again and tried two more times before being unable to have any more children. I don't know if they would have kept trying or if the fact that she is unable to have more children made things worse. What happened to Ash? I don't know. I'd like to say don't know, don't care, but I do care from a human standpoint. After being in therapy, I feel a little bit more empathetic at this point and I know he is sick. So I do care and hope he is okay and will be able to heal and move forward. I just wish that to happen very, very far away from me. I don't know if he's still institutionalized or not, but I do have it in good authority that he's staying far away from me. So that's that for the family. Hopefully this answers all your questions about them. As always, big shout out to Brother Six for being great. He's been very supportive throughout everything and in general, he's a good guy and still single and ready to mingle, if anyone is interested. He made me empathize that when I told him, I was updating again. So if anyone is in the West Coast is looking for a cute doctor with a crazy messed up family, he's your guy. <laughs> Tortilla has very much appreciated all the love, affection and praise. I mentioned in a comment at some point, I'm sorry for not paying the cat tax, but right now I'm not comfortable sharing pictures of anything, including Tortilla with anyone. Nothing against you personally, just me being insecure after everything that's happened. So I do apologize for that. Since I'm committing tax evasion, I will tell you that she's a black cat. She's named Tortilla because I'm not great at her cooking the first time I made Ted tacos. Completely forgot the tortillas were in the oven and completely charred. 
As for me, well, everything sucks and everything will continue to suck for a bit, but that's just life. I had to quit my job after already quitting my other job, so I'm currently unemployed and freeloading at my parents. But my dad says he doesn't mind, he just wants me to be okay, and I love him because of that. It's nice having my sisters around, and even more cats to play with Zortilla. I'm still in therapy, which is basically all I can do with my life right now. On the bright side, I'm sure none of these cats had ever been brushed as much as they had been in the past few weeks, so they're all extra shiny and handsome. That's all for today. Sorry for the long read. Update 4. Return to P-Town. I've ridden so many updates throughout the year, some while happy, some while sad, some while drunk, but decided against posting them, trying to give you a proper end to the P-Gate saga. But I realized real life doesn't have a proper end. There will always be more things happening. Hopefully this will be the end of all of it for all of us and I can move on and you'll get the satisfaction of how things ended up to date. I truly hope you do. I also hope writing this and giving it to you brings me the closure that I need too. I'm writing this update now because I'm in a good enough space right now to open up and appease my guilt about the lack of updates. It's really nice most of you have checked in on me throughout the year. It's crazy to me that it's almost a year and there's still new messages and kind words filling my inbox. I'm sorry if I haven't replied, but please know that I read every single message and it warms my heart. And there's so many lovely people out there wishing a random stranger such kindness. I'll admit part of me is always afraid of writing an update. Part of it comes from the real life repercussions of publishing things online like being identified, which I have been. The other part is also the finality of it. It's odd, but I kind of feel like if I don't tell you guys about it, then I can just pretend it's not real. It's not particularly healthy and my therapist has pointed it out, so I'm putting it on my cat hair covered big girl pants and facing the facts. It's a little crazy to think that all this started just a few days into the new year and just how close we were to it again. I remember spending New Year's Eve curled on the couch with Ted and Tortilla wishing for 2021 to be the year filled with adventures and excitement. I guess I better watch my wishes for the upcoming year. I don't even know what I'll do that day. Perhaps I'll pack Tortilla and we'll go on an adventure since I certainly don't plan on just staying on the couch reminiscing about the pee show of a year we've had. I will admit though, it was damn comfy couch, which I miss terribly. I love Ted. I think part of me will always love him. I spent such a long and important period of my life with him that it just feels weird not to have him in my day-to-day life. Short story, he asked me for a divorce, so there's that. It was as amicable as a divorce under the circumstances can be. We cried during the whole process. He called me to ask for forgiveness. I begged him not to leave me, but ultimately, as much as it hurt, it's what he needed to heal from everything that's happened. We're still friends, we've been friends for so long that even if the aspect of our relationship is closed off, we're still here for each other. I know you're not here to hear about my heartbreak and you probably just want the hot goss and juicy details, so I'll share what information I have. Just bear in mind that now we're split, I'm not privy to a lot of things. I'll break things apart into sections so it's a little bit easier to read, but it won't be in chronological order. Just to keep things organized. My ex-family. Brother 8, wife, 3 kids, fish and cat. I haven't heard from them since the divorce, but prior to that, I know they adopted a kitten. His name is Bob. Brother 7, wife and kid. No idea, haven't heard from them, haven't asked. Brother 6 and his girlfriend. He's not single or ready to mingle anymore. I'm really happy for him and his new girl is truly amazing. She is a fellow Redditor and had read the P-Gate saga and loves him still, even with his messed up family. I've met them a few times throughout the year and she is truly lovely. Of course, they have their ups and downs and issues with the other brothers, but overall they're doing great. 
Brother Six actually came to visit me after Ted asked me for a divorce. He hugged me and told me that I would always be his little sister no matter who I was married or not married to. It's been incredibly bittersweet to lose my husband and half of what I considered to be my family, but at least I got to keep a brother since I only have sisters. Brother Five and his wife, he has never liked me and I finally found out why. He isn't particularly fond of Ted. As you know, the brothers were not nice at all growing up and apparently Brother Five was the worst of the lot and didn't like it when Ted would stand up to him or defend Ash and hasn't liked him since they were little. I had zero contact with him, nor do I intend to. Brother Four, wife and kid, they have stayed pretty much the same. They were always nice. Brother Four did ensure that Ash was in all of the do not adopt lists of any shelter, shop or vet around the area where they live. He says that even if he does great for the rest of his life, that he is not risking another cat or any other animal going through the same thing if his mental health declines. So at least I left that family the reassurance that future cats will be protected from Ash, which honestly did make me feel a bit better. There's always the chance he'll get astray or someone will adopt one for him, but Brother 4 reassured me that he'd do anything in his power to make sure it didn't happen again. Brother 3, his now wife and dog, they got married. When the saga started, they were just engaged. It was a really nice ceremony that I did not attend even though both bride and groom said that I was welcome and should come as I was family. Ted said that he wanted me to come, but honestly, I did not want to ruin any more family pictures. I did attend through Zoom though, so that's how I know it was nice. Brother 2, his wife, two dogs, and a dragon. Brother 2 was really helpful when everything happened and was one of the first to take action. He apologized profusely to both me and the original pressure of letting Ash move in, then for what happened. And he was especially apologetic on the role he played in his brother's mental health. I thanked him for the first two and told him the third wasn't mine to accept. He was understanding and said that he'd work on helping his family relationships and that it wasn't fair that I was the one to pay the price for something that wasn't my fault. After the divorce, he reached out and told me if there's anything I need, he'll be here for me. In general, it was a nice sentiment and I know he's in therapy now too, so that's pretty great. Brother One, his wife and three kids. As you know, Brother One was the most outraged out of this whole situation since it did affect one of his daughters. Last you guys knew, they had asked me to stay away and give them space, but his older daughter did reach out to me. She's a sweetheart and told me that she missed how life was before everything happened. I did not ask exactly what her parents told her, but I assume they had to tell her some version of events since she is old enough to ask the right questions. He did not end up pressing charges, but they did end up moving. Luckily for daughter one, they moved to the East Coast and she found an amazing culinary program and she's very excited about. Daughter two, according to her sister, mother and therapist is doing great. Apparently she never had much contact with Ash outside of big family events with other people and the reason as to why he was taking his feelings out on her picture was more because she is the spitting image of her dad. Not strictly about her as an individual but about who she represents and the fact that she is a woman. I'll go into that later. She's still in therapy but is very annoyed about it claiming that this has nothing to do with her and she's upset about moving and leaving all of her friends. So in all, Brother One's family is safe and adjusting to life on the East Coast, but still keeping their distance with me. They have not liked the weather so far, but I did tell Daughter One that she's welcome to visit anytime and Brother One's wife and I are friendly enough that she'd let her. Brother One and I have not spoken since everything went down and all the communications have been through his wife and daughters. The Wicked Bitch of the West Some days for the fun of it, I'll go into just no mother-in-law and convince myself that at least mine was not as bad. Some others, I'll see some and wish I could have one whose worst action was wearing white to my wedding. 
We were never best friends, but she wasn't always awful to me. Living on the other side of the country, there was always a barrier in our relationship that I think we were both comfortable with, you know. We didn't have to interact with each other much and were okay with it. She had many other daughters-in-law that lived nearby that gave her grandchildren that I just wasn't important to her. I still called her on her birthdays and anniversaries and she always invited me over for the holidays. Whenever we would go over the holidays, the house was always filled with people that I was just one more or one less and I was comfortable with that. I think that's where my doormatting with this family started. I tried to be as much help as I could and do anything to help, which in the long run backfired on me. I think the most of the time we ever spent together was during our wedding planning. Our wedding was never that important to Ted or me. We just wanted to be together. Our parents, on the other hand, were dying to have a big wedding. I'm the first of my sisters to get married and with the age gap between Ted and his older brothers, there hadn't been a big event like this in a while. I don't regret marrying Ted one bit. I could do it without the big wedding though. I do wish we could have gotten married at the courthouse with just the two of us or maybe eloped to Vegas and gotten married by Elvis. I don't even know if they still do that, but it sounds just as if not more memorable than a huge 200 plus wedding. I remember when we finally agreed to the big wedding, how ecstatic she was. It was like for the first time, I was just more than another daughter-in-law out of the pile. It's stupid, but it felt nice, you know. To feel like I was finally accepted into the inner family, even if it was the cost of a huge wedding. I tried to involve her in the process as much as I could. With 10 sons, I figured she didn't have a lot of opportunities to do girly stuff. She was lovely to me then, perhaps to get her way, and I was just too naive to see it. I stayed the golden daughter-in-law for a while too. I think until another grandchild was born and then I was happy to be out of the spotlight. Going back to our comfortable coexistence, it was exhausting to be in her favor with all the expectations that come with it. It's a little crazy to think back and remember feeling how much I wanted her to like me and now thinking I'd do anything for her to not know of my existence. After Ash got committed to a psych ward, she did everything within her power to bring me down. I went no contact with her and most of the family for a while, but slowly made amends with some of the others. Of course, not with her. I saw her once, but she came with some of the others to pack up Ash's apartment. She went to my parents' place just to yell at me, which was awful. The worst part is, is that she timed it up so well. My parents were at work. My sisters were at either work or school. It was just me sobbing on the other side of the door. I heard the doorbell and went to open it and saw her. She didn't even pretend to be civil and just laid it out on me. She brought up every single thing I could have possibly ever done to her and her family. She told me I was a failure of a wife, that she hoped I got ruined during the divorce and she would make sure that her son took absolutely everything from me, that she wouldn't rest until I was destitute, that she was grateful I was barren because she couldn't stand the idea of tainting her blood with mine. She said so many awful things that day, but the last one is the one that stuck with me most. Ted and I were never trying to have children, but we were also not trying not to. We figured we were stable enough that if it meant to be, it would be, but it never was. Does it make me an awful human for being thankful? My parents' neighbors called the cops and they escorted her out of the property. That's how my sister found me just sitting on the floor crying with Tortilla. She called Ted and I guess he got the story from Brother Fife, who I guess was the one who drove her and I just never saw him. I haven't heard a peep from her since. I don't know what Ted told her or what she told him. I just know that after that day, she has left me completely alone and I'm grateful for that. Ted, the most okayest ex-husband in the universe. I could tell you a thousand things about Ted and tell you none at all. It just feels off to not be with him, but I try to respect his needs and wishes. 
As you know, he asked me for divorce on the grounds of, I cannot do this to you. I will never forgive myself for putting you in this situation. I don't want to expose you to my family ever again and let them hurt you. I was upset because he was making a decision on what he wanted for me without taking into account what I wanted for myself. But after a very long therapy session, I came to realize that while he was wording it as doing it to protect me, it was truly to protect himself, or at the very least, appease his guilt. Perhaps not having me around helped him feel like nothing had happened, or he truly thought that this was the best for me. It just sucks because I always considered what was best for us, not me or him, but us as a team. But then again, his solution was not to have a team. There are days when I wake up cursing his name and shadow, some other where I just stare at my phone and consider calling him. Some days I even lose that battle and do end up calling him. He always does answer and reassures me that he's there for me. Anyway, we sold our house and he of course moved out. For a while, he moved to the West Coast to fix his family issues while the divorce was being processed. He did come back as his job is here and he loves his job. I don't know if I should be glad he's still here in the city, that was our home, or if I should hate him for ruining an entire city I love. It sucks that every place I want to go is filled with memories of him. Perhaps it's me who should move and start over somewhere else, where people don't know my dark, pee-filled past. I'll tell you a bit about Ted's adventures in the East Coast later. This section is life updates. Some people express concern for him and have also been sending well wishes in comments and messages. I pass them along and he says thank you. I'll copy and paste that bit of the update I wrote, but, but didn't post. The day he came back to town and asked me to meet, that is about you Redditors. I apologize in advance, it was not a good day. I was never one to use Reddit much. I wonder where my life would be without you now. I probably would have let his family continue to doormat me and who knows, perhaps I'll be with Sonny right now and Ash would have gotten all of his life's dream come true. To this day, I still get messages wishing us both well. Part of me is jealous to have to share you with him. Why does he deserve your well wishes when I'm the one who ended up alone? You guys are bigger and better people than I am. I did tell him you guys hoped he was okay. I'll admit, I did tell him partly to hurt him and make him feel guilty. Perhaps I'll regret it someday, but I just needed him to feel something other than pity for me. You know what's the worst part? He laughed, admittedly a dead man's laugh, but the sound still bothered me. It's not fair he gets a laugh. He said thank you, that one day he hopes he'd be the man you guys thought he was or could be. He also said sorry to disappoint you all, that he knows this is not the ending you wanted for us, although some of you did wish this outcome at the very beginning. I don't know if you all have changed your mind after all of the updates or if you stand your ground that I should leave him, but well, he's always liked being ahead of things and and left me himself. Other than that, Ted is good as he can be. Just like me, he has good days and bad days. We meet every so often and check up on each other. He tells me what's going on in his life. I tell him how I'm doing. After his mum's visit to my parents' house, I moved out again. I haven't invited him over to my new place, nor do I think I want to. I think having a place without memories of him or his family for the first time in a decade is what I need right now. Tortilla misses him, but I try to convince myself she understands. The P-Man himself. I don't even know where to start. When Ash was first committed after the fight with his brothers when brother 3, 4 and 8 first came to help sort everything out at the very beginning, he stayed there for a few weeks. While he was there, he asked to see Ted multiple times, which he never did. But he did at one point write him a letter. At that point, I didn't know what it said, but at some point I did ask Ted about it. He said he had written telling him to stop asking to see him, that he needed to prioritize himself and his life over him for once in his life and stop putting him, Ash, above his own needs. 
After a few weeks, Brother Free arranged for him to be transferred over to the West Coast. I'm not sure if he was transferred into a different facility or if he was released into their custody. Once that was finalized, which took about two months, is when their mum, Brother Five and Brother Seven came to pack up his apartment and officially moved him back west. Eventually, all right then, as I mentioned, I'm not sure that exact timeline. He moved in with their mum. Brother Two was the one in charge of overseeing he undergoes treatment and I trust that he continues to do so. When Ted went over, I guess to have it out with his family, it was hard. He met with brothers first. I'm not sure if all of them were there, but I guess the most involved ones were. From what Ted told me, Brother 3 told them a bit of what he had been talking with his doctors while he was here in the East Coast. He was treated for a psychotic episode, I think. After that, he's been in treatment ever since. I'm not sure what exact diagnosis is, but they did talk about a lot of things. They talked about their upbringing, how their bullying had an effect on Ash, how Ted's protectiveness created an unhealthy emotional attachment. And after a few other things came to light, I don't know if these are conclusions they came to or if they were told by Ash's therapist or exactly how they got there, but this is what Ted told me when he came back. It was weird listening to him talk about it. He was so detached like he was talking about someone else's family, but I guess it's his way of processing things. I don't know. Many of you asked at some point or another what type of bullying they could have done to make him turn out like this. Well, Ted answered some of those questions for me. For the sake of being consistent, I won't tell you who did what. Per usual, you can choose your own brother to fit your narrative. Just know that while some brothers are remorseful and regretful for their behaviors, apparently some others aren't. Many of you also took a few guesses at the type of tormenting they did and some were more accurate than others. Apart from your regular standardized bullying of punching, humiliating, mocking, tricking, and insulting, there was also locking in Kavnik, stealing his clothes, leaving him outside all night long, locking all bathrooms so he'd have to wet himself, threatening with a variety of items and weapons, leaving him at places and making him walk miles to their house in a variety of weathers, put him in diapers, antagonize him, tie him up and drag him on ATVs through the property, dumping water on him and leaving him in cold weather itching powder in his underwear. I could go on, but you get the picture. I know some people don't get along with their siblings and sibling rivalry is a thing, but it just seemed so evil when he was describing it. What could he have possibly done to deserve it? I don't get it. It doesn't excuse his behavior, but it does explain a little bit of it. His hatred for women comes from a similar place. The general consensus is that he blames his mother for not protecting him from all of that, making his view on women as weak and useless. If his own mother couldn't protect him from his own brothers, who could? I guess in general, his brothers didn't help with that growing up because they would alienate him from any girls who showed any interest in him. That's how his emotional attachment to Ted began. He was the only one standing up and defending him. But we all know how that ended. For now, and hopefully ever, Ash is staying west. I'm sorry I didn't have more definitive answers for you. I'm sure many of you were expecting them, but I also can't bring myself to ask any more questions. When this all started, when I was right out of school, I kept two pairs of shoes that had been part of the P incident. I threw almost everything else out but those two pairs. The first pair doesn't matter to you guys. The second were the thing I brought with my own money from my very first internship when I was still in school. They represented the very first step, hence why shoes, to my independence. Having to quit both my jobs, moving back in with my parents and losing Ted sucked. And I just thought of those shoes stashed in a box and how unfair it was that I had lost all that the shoes represented. I'm slowly building my life back up, moving to my new apartment and getting my new job are the first steps. I guess I'll see what the future holds for me and Tortilla. 
I haven't worn them since they were peed on, but maybe I'll wear them again someday when I feel like a whole person again. Happy holidays, Reddit. I don't know how mine will be, but I certainly hope yours are filled with light and joy. Much love from my tattered heart, Ellie and Tortilla the cat. And I honestly didn't expect that story to go on for so long. And what an absolute roller coaster. I'm exhausted <laughs> from reading that. So I have no clue how OP would be feeling in this situation with all that going on in her life. And I'm going to spend my time whilst editing this video thinking about my opinion on this story because there's just too much to process <laughs> over these next few minutes. And I will join you down in the comments below and, and give my thoughts on this story as well. Especially when we heard at the end there to do with the bullying that, that Ash received. And again, I'm not excusing anything that he's done. He's obviously gone through some stuff though. And then Ted, I'm not sure how I feel about that guy. The mother I'm quite disgusted by. And they're, oh, I'm just blown away by it all. So I would love, if you've made it this far, if you are still here, <laughs> I'd love to know your thoughts down in the comments below. And OP, if you ever do see this story, much love to you. And I hope, you know, you do see some light at the end of this long, dark tunnel that you've taken us through here. To think this story just started off with, you know, a typical am I the arsehole post about, well, wasn't that typical, but you know what I mean. And then it went on to all this stuff unraveling, a whole family being torn apart from this one thing. And it's, I am not blaming OP in the slightest. It's this person who's, who peed on the stuff and, and then revealed further drama pretty much. But let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Thank you so much for being here today, listening if you have made it this far. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.